Hi there, this is Christian Horner. You've won the Austria Grand Prix. <laughs> this is Sergio Perez. Hi, I'm Max Stappen. You are listening to Talking Bulls, the official Red Bull Racing podcast. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> We're back. Welcome to Talking Ball, the official Red Bull Racing podcast. It's a new year, it's a new season, and we have a brand new driver. Sergio Perez joins the team, and we're very happy to have him. We thought it only right to devote the first episode of Talking Ball of the new season to him, so we can really get into his story. Plus, he's going to be answering some of your questions. Hola, Checo. Welcome to Red Bull Racing. Welcome to Talking Ball. Thank you. I'm so happy to, to be here. I still I have to pinch myself a um, couple of times because it's a, it's just a dream uh, to be to be part of uh, of the brand and to be part of this of this amazing team. You're at HQ right now. You're drinking a white Red Bull. You're fully on brand. Uh, How have your first few days with the team been? Mm. They've been amazing. Um, obviously, there are a lot of things that we have to go through. A lot of meetings with the engineers, a lot of things that uh, are coming there. But um, it's been a very positive week. Um, we got a lot of work ahead of us, but uh, things are getting there and uh, I'm pretty happy. I can see why the team has been so successful and, and I'm all switched on for, for this season. We want to find out a little bit more about you. Can you tell us um, where you grew up? And how you got into motorsport? Yep, um, I grew up in Mexico, in, in Guadalajara, which is where, where I where I live. And um, so basically, I started in karting. I got into karting because my dad has always been related to to the sport. He used to be working for a Mexican driver called Adrian Fernandez. And uh, at a very young age, it's what I saw. It's what I wanted to do. Um, we obviously. I come from from a very normal family, so it was very difficult to to think of Formula One or, or to come abroad into Europe. But luckily, we managed to find sponsors, and uh, especially Carlos Slim. At a very young age, he started supporting my my career. He sent me to Europe at the age of 15, and since I came to Europe, I I've never been been back in in Mexico in terms of racing there or. All my careers have been in, in Europe. So just like Max, you started off karting. We had Max on the podcast um, last year, and he was telling us about some of the journeys around Europe, taking part in competitions. Sometimes it wasn't that much fun. He spent a lot of time traveling around with his dad in a van. Like The, the travel and the journeys wasn't, wasn't particularly enjoyable, but that hard work really paid off mm-hmm. and gave him the education to be an incredible driver. Did you have a, a similar journey through the various levels of motorsport? Yeah, I did. I mean, uh, from a very young age, I was traveling uh, very long distances with with my dad and my brother. My brother was also a racing driver, and uh, the three of us, with with our mechanic, we used to do ten, fifteen hours in in in, in the motorways to get to the race weekend after weekend. Yeah, and uh, that was just in karting. And then when I came into Europe, I had the opportunity uh, to come to Europe, but. Uh, we only found the sponsor for to race to race the cars, you know. So when I came to Europe, I, I had to figure out where I was going to live. And how old were you at this age, Sergio? How old? Fifteen. Fifteen, and you came to live in Europe on your own. On my own, I came to Germany, and I didn't speak any German or any English. Yeah, of course. So it's funny because I learned English in Germany, and uh, <laughs> it's, 
and um, I was living on top of, of a restaurant. Wow. Because uh, my team boss at the time had a restaurant. So I told him, look, man, I, I don't have much budget to, to spend in living, you know. Uh, he told me, fine, uh, you, can, you can live with a couple of the chefs. And um, I said, great, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the place. <laughs> what sort of food was it? Uh, German food. Oh, wow, okay, well, so real education then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. I was helping the chef, actually, on, on my time off. Um, I was eating a lot of schnitzels, apple strudel, all, all of that. Uh, I'm pretty up to speak with that. So they taught you German, did they, as, as part of that as well? Uh, yeah, but uh, as I say, I, I came to Germany and I, I couldn't speak good enough in English, so I learned English, English in, in Germany and my German is, is not that good. What was it like for your family to see their, to see their son, their brother, move to Europe at the age of 14 alone? That must have been pretty scary. It, it was pretty hard, you know. Uh, it was a lot of uncertainty year after year because uh, when I came to Germany, I only had a single ticket. Well, wow. You know, my, my dad had a couple of miles, so he said, well, I can get you the ticket uh, one way. And... Uh, I didn't know when I was coming back, if so. And um, with the miles, we could only afford from Toluca. I don't know why Toluca, which is next to, to Mexico City, from there to, to Europe. And uh, so we had to drive six hours to, the, to get into Toluca. They dropped me there and, mm -hmm. and uh, I went you know, on, my, on my trip on, to fight for my dream. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did it and uh, and yeah look uh, it has paid off you know I think everything what you do in life with determination and with passion it always brings you to to good places those first few years though must have been really tough on your own in a in a country which is culturally very different to, to Mexico different weather as much as anything um yeah. how how was it, were there points where you were you thought about quitting or were you determined from day one to... to no, 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 no. There were a lot of points where I thought quitting, you know, because... Uh, really? Yeah, I came to Formula BMW in Germany and they were racing like two, two races with Formula One. So I thought, great, you know, I'm going to race with Formula One. I'm going to be friends with all the Formula One drivers and it's great, great opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I went there and very early on I, I saw that... Uh, it was very different, you know, it was very quiet. I was living in a very small village. I left basically my whole childhood behind. Uh, my, my friends, my family. Uh, as you say, culture-wise, it's very different Germany to, to Mexico. So all of a sudden I took a plane and I found myself in a very different life, you know, all on my own. Many times I, I thought about, like, you know, Formula One is, is far too far. I, sh I should just go back home, back home and be doing more of a normal life. But uh, it was the support of my family that kept me there. And uh, those two years, especially in Germany, was, they were very hard uh, from the motion point of view for myself. Uh, I mean, I was only 15 years old, you know, and, and to be all on your own at that age without speaking the language. Yeah, was it, was it lonely? It was very lonely, yeah, extremely lonely. Although I had support, I, they were on the weeks, the chef and, and the restaurant activity. When, when the weekend came, it was very lonely, very, very lonely. And uh, 
Yeah, and when there were no, no race weekends, uh, there will be a long weekends, you know, uh, over there just waiting to people to come. And But yeah, I mean, I guess at, the, at that time it was the determination that kept me, you know. Right now I, I think about it and <laughs> it's hard to, to me to think, you know, I'm at that now uh, to, to let your song do that, you know. I mean, my, my family and my mom, She supported me a lot, especially my dad as well. And, and, and the rest of my family, you know, it was a family project. It was something that uh, people thought we were crazy about it. And I think we were, yes. I think this is what it takes, though, isn't it, in, in motorsport? It takes that, that like, unbelievable desire to, to be successful. I think so. I, I definitely think so. I mean, I wouldn't say that for Europeans. If European drivers, it's easier because they have to deliver. They have to work very hard. But... It's even a step harder for a Mexican driver to try to make it, you know, because at a very young age, you have to come and drive with the best drivers in the world. And that means that uh, living a lot of your, of your life behind, you know, changing culture. And it's fine at a, uh, at a certain age, but coming here at such a young age, as I say, I, th I think really those years is what made me who I am today. Uh, as a person, as a, as a driver, as a, a sportman, you know. Uh, yeah. Who were the key people in, in your journey? Your father you talked about, Carlos Slim was obviously really important as well. Who were the key people in, in your journey to making it to, to Formula One? Uh, well, definitely my, my family. Uh, they kept supporting me, you know, at the times that I wanted to go back, that I wanted to give up on my dream because uh, I just couldn't cope with the loneliness life that I was having, you know, at such a, a young age. I think obviously Carlos Lim, it's a, a key, a key person. I've had great people. It's, it's hard to name, to name people. I, I think I've been very fortunate to, to have a lot of support from my, from my people around. Who were your inspirations watching Formula One back in Mexico before you, before you came to, uh, to Europe? Um, we didn't have a Mexican driver in Formula One that I grew up with. At the time, they, we only had IndyCar drivers. And in Formula One, it was obviously Alonso that was already winning races, winning titles, and he's obviously Spanish, so in a way I found a good connection to him. It's funny to still that he's around, he's going to be racing uh, against us this year, so I didn't have a, an idol or, or an icon. I just liked Formula One and I wanted to compete against the best uh, drivers in the world. Because there wasn't a Mexican Grand Prix back then either, was there? There was. Uh... Oh, no. What was the... I think the last one was in 94, I guess. Yeah, early 90s. But did you get to the American Grand Prix at some point when you were a child? I was invited to, to see Montoya because I won. He did a race um, and the award of that race was to come to Indianapolis. So I won it and I took my brother with me and we went to Indianapolis. That was the first time we went to a Formula One wow. race. What was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing. First time you come into a Formula One race, um, when you see the, I couldn't, well, it was in, in the States, so I couldn't see the hospitalities, but I could see the amount of people that works in there it was wow, tremendous. Uh, it was a, a very, very special moment for me, you know, being in the paddock, And it just made me want it even more to, to reach Formula One. You worked with Christian in GP2 as well. 
Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I worked with him in, in GP2. Uh, I know Christian back then. His dad uh, as well, uh, a great guy. And um, yeah, I, my first season in GP2, I, I, I dropped for Christian in his Arden team. And what was he like to work with back then? Well, I didn't spend much time with Christian, just uh, updates. And I, I, he invited me to, to his house back then, which uh, I, I went the other day with, with him. And, and it's crazy to think after 12, 13 years to, to work again uh, together. It's something that, uh, I mean... I admire Christian a lot, I think. First of all, he's a, a fantastic person to have around you, but also a great team leader. And, and um, I can see I can see that uh, there are great times ahead of us. Let's talk about your first um, experience of Formula One. You, you signed for Sauber in 2011. What was it like to step onto the step into the circuit as, a, as an F1 driver for the first time? Well, it was very special. You know, for the first time being a Formula One driver, you've worked, I've worked uh, all my life for that. And to finally get the, the opportunity was pretty special. That was my first season in, in, in Sauber, which was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, a lot of learning, though, because you come from junior series where you are only used to work with your engineer. And all of a sudden you are into a huge structure, you know. Um, you have 50 engineers. Um, you are giving feedback for every single bit. It's a, quite a big change, you know, everything all of a sudden becomes a lot bigger. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, you realize, you know, that uh, people, the interest in you just grows massively because you are in the spotlight being in Formula One. The people, the fans, uh, everything just becomes a lot bigger. And uh, it's crazy to imagine that it's, it's my 11th season in, in the sport already. And um, yeah, long time. Uh, but they, I tell you, man. They go very fast. Yeah, no, they they really do. I mean, it's, it's a, it surprised me to 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 look back and and see that it had been that long earlier today when I was reading. Like, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that you first started racing. What were your views of Red Bull from the outside before you signed? Well, that it was a, just a fantastic brand, you know. Uh, of all the teams that are in Formula One, I always thought that Red Bull was no chance for me uh, because I, I wasn't part of the junior program at a young age. And uh, but yeah, when the opportunity came, and I mean, I have to really—it's hard, you know. When I put my Red Bull shirt on, or or when I'm drinking Red Bull or something, it's just like, wow, this is the brand that I drive for. This is the 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 family that I'm part of. It's it's just amazing, you know. It's uh, hard to imagine because um, I I don't know if it's because I never thought I, that Red Bull was a possibility for me, or it's just uh, the feeling of of driving for such a big team. But uh, yeah, sometimes when I when I say uh, ah you Formula One, yeah, where do you drive? Well, Red Bull. It's uh, it's hard for me to say, you know. It's uh, it's just a dream come true. And maybe especially after. Your career in Formula One, obviously the years after McLaren, this feels like another another step back up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of got an opportunity with a top team with McLaren, but, but things didn't work out. I spent seven years at um, what is now, I don't know how to call the team now, but what, what is now Aston Martin. Previously, I spent time uh, with them. So they were like a big family, you know, we, we, we became very close to, together. And now that I'm in, in Red Bull, in a new team, it's just something that, wow, 
it's uh, it's a lot of people to meet, a lot of things to to share. It's just a, an opportunity that I've worked so hard more than 15 years uh, to to have this opportunity, and I finally got it. I think it it came at the right time, and. Uh, I'm sure that I will grab it with both hands and I'm ready for that. And what's lovely as well is it's clearly the result of some really hard work over the last couple of seasons. As you say, joining a a smaller team in in Racing Point, you can see your race results across those seasons, you know, slowly build and build, obviously ending with your your first victory towards the end of last season. Um, Christian, I think, said a couple of weeks ago that one of the key reasons to sign you was based on the stats and looking at the second half of last season in particular. You must be very proud of everything you achieved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. But I'm also very proud of all all the years I've had. You know, although you cannot see it like the big picture because uh, I was finishing top 10, 7th in the championship or so. But they were great years. You know, I was delivering massively. I was working really hard year after year, year after year, and not giving up, always pushing to the maximum. And uh, yeah, finally had a car that I was able to show a bit more. But yeah, now I, I, people saw what I'm capable of, but now it's my big opportunity. You know, I, I do have to go on to the next level, on to the next step in, in all, all the aspects. And I think I'm ready for it. The only thing I was lacking was the, the opportunity. Now I have it. It's up to me to, to make it work. So what are you looking forward to most in 2021? Uh, to, to make sure that, I, that I, make, uh, I make it work, you know. It's, a, it's an opportunity that only comes once in, in my life and, and I have to make it work, you know. I, I'm pretty sure it, w- it will work out. I'm pretty sure we, we're going to have a very successful season. That's the best way I can pay uh, Mr. Matisic, Helmut Christian, all, all the trust that they've given me, you know. So uh, Adrian, all the engineers, that's uh, the only way I can pay them back, you know, because it's just, uh, nobody before has given me this opportunity of being in a big team. What's your first impression of the factory there and the engineers and the facilities? It's just amazing. It's just, uh, it makes you realize very quickly as soon as you come here why they've been so successful. What's, um, what do you like to do away from the track? Are you into your esports? Do you do no. you sit behind a computer? Get, no? I have two kids though. Um, oh, there we go. That's it then. So <laughs> I don't have much time with, with my training uh, and my kids. Uh, they they consume most of my of my time. I like playing golf. Okay. Whenever I, I don't play that often, unfortunately, but I, I love playing golf with friends, having a good time, karting, football, training, and my kids. That's most the most I do. That's going to fill a day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we asked some Rebel fans to get in touch with some questions on social media, and thankfully, loads of them did. So we're going to spin through a, cu- a few quick ones now. Um, first up, this is a question from Fatima. Okay. Hola, Checo. Well, I'm a huge fan of you, and I've seen that the foundation of your career is based on taking the opportunities and never give up. So what would you tell for those people who want to follow their dreams, but they're so afraid to take the first step? Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of you and Viva Mexico. Thanks, Fatima. Um, I think just follow your dreams, follow your instinct. And, and as I've said before, you know, if you do things with passion, with love, with determination, you will always come to, to nice places, you know, uh, whatever they are. You will always make the most out of it. And I think in life it's just very important, you know, to, to make the most out of, of, of your opportunities and to 
enjoy the the journey with where you are not not keep thinking about what's coming next what's coming next it's very important to to focus in the present and make sure you enjoy it so true i think people forget that don't they so they, they're always looking forward to the next thing but they just forget to, to live their lives and enjoy themselves uh we've got a question here from eddie up next hello chico since your first stint at a high profile team back in 2013 what have you learned that you wish you would have known then good luck for the season a lot uh, experience wise uh, understanding thing my technical aspect is a lot better i'm more complete as a driver i've grown up as a as a person, uh, as an athlete, I'm very differ- different. So you can be relaxed that I, I will make it work this time. Thanks for your question, Eddie. The next one is from Javi. Hi, Checo. In the last season, I saw you more aggressive than in previous seasons. Is that so? Do you consider yourself more aggressive than before as a pilot? Uh, no, I don't consider myself more aggressive last season than, than before. I think it's, uh, it's just uh, measuring your risk award all the time. That's the main key for, for a race driver, and I think uh, I'm always learning. And, uh, and, uh, and that's what makes you uh, good, you know, taking the risk at the, at the right time. That's really important. Thanks for your question, Javi. Uh, next up, this is Baggies. Hola, Checo. Firstly, I want to wish you all the very best for the new season. My question to you is how much are you looking forward to the 2021 season and how confident are you of challenging Mercedes this year? Thank you very much, mate. Um, I'm so much looking forward. I can't wait to, to the season to, to start. Uh, yeah, looking forward massively and uh, I want to make sure that I push the team forwards and, and give Mercedes a very hard time and hopefully beat them. It will be very nice for us in the, in the last season of Honda to, to get them that championship. That's great. Okay, a few more questions. This is from Francisco. Hola, Checo. Uh, you mentioned before that Hukumber was probably the fastest driver you ever faced as a teammate. How much harder do you expect uh, Max to be as a teammate? Also, when can we expect Checo to get the most out of the Red Bull next season? Felicidades. Yes, I think... Uh, Max, obviously, is one of the fastest, if not the fastest uh, at the moment in Formula 1. So it's a pretty big challenge, which uh, is very excited. You know, I, you want to be racing against and you can o- only measure yourself against them in the same car. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Let's see, let's see how fast. I will tell you in, after five races how fast Max is. Um, I, I don't know right now. I'm certainly sure that he's mega, mega quick mega talented driver I uh, look forward to that and I think to, to make sure that, that I deliver to the maximum potential thanks for your question Francisco uh, next up hi Jaco I'm Juanjo I'm from Mexico but I live in Canada how does it feel to, to join Red Bull and can you give me some tips if I want to be a driver thank you drive safe <laughs> hi Juanjo hey I hope uh, you are the next Mexican Formula One driver. The advice I give you is just to, to go there, convince your dad to, to get you into karting, start uh, competing in, in karting. I come from a very fo- normal family. I'm sure that yours is uh, similar. So the possibility is out there for you to, to arrive into Formula One. And, uh, and if you want to, to be a driver, fight for it and 
make sure it, that happens. It, it's up to you to make it work. How old were you when you first stepped into a, when you first sat in a cart, Sergio? Six year old. Six, wow. Yes. And was it immediate for you back then? Were you, were you immediately quick or did it take a little time? Uh, no, it took me some time. I was afraid of, you know, because they put me on a, normally you, when they sit you, you, you are in, into a kid's seat, into a kid's uh, engine. But my dad uh, was a bit crazy and he sit me on a big carting. <laughs> so when they turned it off, there were a lot of vibrations. So I was totally scared of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, w- I was always like three steps above my, my age in terms of uh, what I was driving. Because your dad gave you a huge engine. Um, yeah. Let's get a question from Antonio. Hola, Chico. Um, my question is, uh, if, you're think, if you could add any track to the F1 calendar, which one would it be and, and why? Saludos desde México. Mucha suerte. Te quiero un chingo. Thank you, mate. I, I was very happy to drive in Imola. I think uh, it's a historic place and a very, very entertainment. Um, I would like Long Beach. Uh, which is a street circuit they race in in the cars. It's quite bumpy and narrow. It's a racetrack circuit on the streets. And I, I'm a street fighter, so I like street races. Okay, two quick questions to finish off with. This one's from Chucky. My question is, have you tried a new car in the simulator? Do you think it's going to be very different to the ones you have used before? Yes, I've tried a new car. And, uh, and yes, it's very different to, to what I'm used to. But... Um, at the end of the day, it still is a Formula One car, so no, no excuses. And final question from Frank. Hola, Checo. I'm so proud for you to be part of the one of the three top equipments in Formula One. My question to you is, um, what are you expecting for this 2021 season? And can I hear it one more time, the Mexican anthem? Yeah, uh, not, not one more time. I'm, I'm sure that you will hear <laughs> that national anthem many times to come. Uh, I think uh, right now we have a unique opportunity and uh, I'm working very hard to make sure that we make it work. Well, thank you if you sent in a question. That was fun. We'll probably do that again sometime later on in the season. We are back for Bahrain on the 28th of March. You must be excited about that, Sergio. Yeah, looking forward to that, you know. Um, There is not a lot of testing this year. uh, the maximum I will get is a, a day and a half in the car. So, <laughs> not a lot, but uh, it's what it is. Well, we can't wait to see you driving for Red Bull. Thanks for talking to us on Talking Ball. Cheers, mate, and good to meet you. Well, that's it for the first episode of Talking Ball of 2021. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcasting platform so you don't miss a thing this year. We'll be back very soon as we look forward to this new season. Until then, take care.